Welcome to the Creation Innovation Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth King. Together, we'll have conversations with incredible human beings who have taken their creative outlet and turned it into something innovative. From people leaving the corporate world to be eight-figure entrepreneurs, to people who have created books, created a family, or just creating to have fun in the world. We are all in a journey to create something amazing in our lives, and I hope that you find some inspiration of your own here. This is the Creation Innovation Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Creation Innovation. Today, we are talking with Amanda Koch. She is a wellness expert who helps women struggling in various areas of life, such as stress, anxiety, and feeling of not enough. Well, I guess I could even like stop there because who doesn't feel any of that? (laughs) Isn't that true? Yes. Uh, These are often connected to medical conditions like infertility, hormonal imbalances, depression, and autoimmune disorders, which can be restored by reducing toxic exposure. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Today, she's going to talk to us about the five R's to ditching toxins and regaining your health. I feel like toxins is such a trendy word, kind of. Um, You know, it's thrown out a lot about in different areas. However, it's such a real thing. And I think that it's people are starting to recognize it's not really just a trendy word to say or a buzzword. But we really do need to watch out for all of that. And I know from my perspective as a fertility coach, it is something that we talk about kind of early on, especially if someone's been on their journey for quite a while. But for somebody who's listening, who's maybe not on a fertility journey or wants to get pregnant down the line, can you talk to us about ditching the toxins and and maybe even recognizing something in their life that might be related to that that they don't? I mean, you mentioned anxiety. Not many people think, you know, maybe it's a toxin in my environment. They They usually think I need to go see a you know, therapist or a psychiatrist to get on medication as opposed to maybe I need to stop, you know, remove something from my environment. So tell us all the things, educate us, enlighten us, please. Well, it is. You're so right. It's such a buzzword now. When I was first stepping into this world of trying to eliminate toxins, it was through my own fertility journey. And this was over 10 years ago. So back then, I mean, nobody was really talking about this. And I wasn't getting any answers from my doctors about why I was having so many struggles to have a baby. And I had a baby at home. My first pregnancy was a healthy baby and I didn't really have any issues. And so I thought, well, I know my body is capable of doing this. Why am I struggling so badly to, you know, repeat this process to have another child? And so that's when I kind of dove into everything with food and toxins. And that was my first experience. The first thing I think I switched over was a hand soap because I had read somewhere about, you know, eliminating antibacterial stuff because that wasn't good. And then my next one was, was deodorant. And that was kind of just my way of trying to feel like I was doing something proactive to help my body, right? Because so many times when you're in those, whether it's a fertility journey or just a health issue, you feel like so much of it's out of your control and you just want to feel like you can do something positive uh, to be um, able to help your body more. So I think just the nature of changing things out and clearing through things and, you know, taking your Teflon away and taking all the plastics out and putting in glass or whatever it may be that you do, you really do feel empowered. Like you're, you're shifting something and whether or not you really have an issue with that 
or not, we do, there is scientific evidence that we know that these things are toxic to our health and that they are hormone disruptors and whatnot. So yes, tell us more, please. Yes, absolutely. And so exactly, you want to do something and it, it actually is something positive and something I don't want to say it's simple. It does require, you know, effort, but, you know, going and switching your deodorant is a lot easier than certain aspects of your health journey. You know, overhauling your diet is something that's so important, but it is challenging to break the habits of that. So I really started to change everything over in hopes of, you know, just doing something. But what I learned along the way is it wasn't just about, you know, my fertility journey that these things were starting to impact, you know, when it comes to toxins, toxins really create deficiency in the body. And that can look so many different ways, whether it's, you know, acne or eczema or digestive issues or just anything pretty much that you can think of hormonal stuff affecting your cycle. Um, And so I think we tend to think, most of us will go, well, I mean, I've been using these products my whole life and I'm fine because you don't equate some of these issues to be connected. And so I think when you start to kind of change those products over and you start to see some changes and things just start to get easier, that really opens people's eyes to things. And especially if you're dealing with a situation, you know, in a home, if you're not the only person living in that home, whether you have a spouse or children, you start to realize, wait a second, like all these things are affecting all of us. So if I make this one change, it's going to be positive for all of us. Right. And back to the fertility specifically, the the traditional reproductive endocrinologists and most medical doctors, I will say, don't really ask you what your situation at home is, like what soap you're using, what deodorant you're using, what skincare, what are you drinking out of a plastic bottle, et cetera, right? And so I think that's another aspect of Unless you're maybe working with a functional FDN or a naturopath or something, those are the types of people that would bring that to the forefront usually. But listening to this, reading up on other things that you can do as you're starting these processes and also tracking those, right? Of like, how do I get regular headaches and then all of a sudden I'm not? Or am I feeling less anxious? Or do I see a difference in my energy level or whatever that may be. Can you tell us some of those things to watch out for that would shift once we removed the toxins in our life? Sure. And I always tell people, you know, you can do it in so many different ways in terms of whatever feels good to you. People have different processes that seem to resonate with them more. Some people like to kind of go room by room to figure out, you know, am I going to attack the kitchen first? Am I going to attack the laundry room or the bathroom? Um, I always like to also kind of look at it as how many how many people are being affected by this one product or this one thing that we're using. So, for example, you know, cleaning supplies, laundry things, um, and then also, you know, how many how, how long is any of this stuff staying on your skin? That kind of thing. But I also always say that the one thing that you can try to eliminate or really pay attention to more than anything when you're first starting out is fragrance. And most people can relate to that in some way because they usually know somebody or they themselves have some kind of strong reaction to really overpowering smells. You know, whether it's walking into a certain store that is known for having, you know, crazy smell. I know this is da- this is um, aging me, but like back in the day when you would walk into Abercrombie and Fitch and you would be like, oh my goodness, like the smell of the, 
I don't even know what they put in that place. Some kind of cologne or something like that was so overpowering. And for a lot of people, you just think, oh, wow, that smells really strongly. But then there are people who really cannot, you know, it gives them an instant headache um, or it causes a a respiratory issue or, or something like that. And a lot of fragrances also that are in products will cause skin issues, whether, you know, your children have, you know, sensitive skin or eczema, things like that will cause flare ups. But fragrance in the personal care industry and in the, you know, just overall product industry is really a trade secret because it's a, it's a way for companies to be able to hide hundreds of ingredients behind one seemingly pleasant and happy word. It sounds good, but they're able to just hide a bunch of things behind it. And so being able to either eliminate fragrance completely or, you know, find the companies that are really being transparent about what, what's in their fragrance is going to make a huge difference in limiting that toxic load. And so if somebody's just starting out after listening to this podcast, where do they even begin? Like how how do they start? It's so it does seem very overwhelming. And I, I you know, I do have some I do have some resources that people can use, but like I said before, if you kind of want to look at it as okay, I really want to make an impact, where do I start? Pick the pick the where, how you're going to do that. Is it going to be by the room? Is it going to be by the product? A really good resource that you can use, and it's not perfect because there aren't any perfect ones, but is by the Environmental Working Group. They have something called the Skin Deep Database. You can use on your computer or you can download the app, and you can do it two ways. You can scan products to find out what their rating is, and you're looking for a low rating. So a 1 is the best, a 10 is the worst. You're looking for green and not red, and that will show you just some products that are better for you. And then also you can do it by category. So you could even go in and say, okay, I'm looking for sunscreen. You click on sunscreen and it's going to give you a list of options that are much better. And I also like to encourage people to remember that perfection does not exist. And if you try to make, you know, completely eliminate toxins, it's impossible. You can't, you can't live a completely toxic, toxin-free life. It's impossible. And you'll spend all your money trying to do it. So better is better. Just aim to do better and being able to reduce your toxic load is just going to take a lot of, you know, um, impact off the body. It's going to be able to just function better. And you mentioned the the cost. And I think a lot of people think that, right? Of like, how am I going to afford to replace everything in my house? And or traditionally, they were more expensive than the grocery store, drugstore brand. So do you find that the pricing is becoming more in aligned with the, the traditional kind of toxic stuff that's out there at the grocery store and the drugstore and whatnot? Or is it still a big discrepancy between toxic-free and things that are healthier for us versus what we've grew up with, I, I guess? Yeah. You know, I think it's a little bit of a mixed bag in terms of what's important to you. You know, there are some women, I put us in the category of, you know, where you're used to a certain level of skincare or makeup and things like that. And, you know, those products usually are if you're, if you're shopping for those products in a department store or say like in a Sephora or something like that, you can find comparable ones. If you're doing it in more of a, you know, Walgreens or drugstore, you know, kind of thing like that. I do find that there are ones that are better. Again, if you're looking for better and not going for maybe the very cleanest or the, and when I say clean, a lot of that has to do with uh, checking for sustainability and sourcing. If they're doing extra testing, all that kind of stuff, because they're the, the companies that are doing that are paying for that out of their own pocket. And so you are going to see that in the price. Um, but 
at the same time, because there are so many more people and companies that are aware of this and that are stepping into this arena, whether it's clean beauty or clean products or safer products, there are now so many more options that I feel are affordable. And then the other point of that is just to remember, you know, we can all get duped into the whole marketing game so much. Like, do you really need all of all of the things, you know, most of the time we don't, I can equate that sometimes with just like when you are, if you have children and you have your first baby and you think you need all of the things and then you end up not using, but maybe just a handful of the things. So trying to find some multi-purpose products, there are definitely lots out there, especially when it comes to cleaning and so many that you can even do if you're, if you're a DIYer, you know, to make some of those products yourself and save a lot of money. That It's so good to hear because I think those days of only certain economic people are able to afford clean things. And I often see that once somebody's in almost like a crisis, right? If their child has an allergic reaction to something, then they're like, oh my God, we have to do it all now, right? As opposed to being mm-hmm. proactive. And I would say, even for yourself, rather than just waiting for something to happen, to to take baby steps to see, and t- it's going to take trial and error, right? As far as what works for you and what lives up to your standard of cleaning or your your skincare or whatever it may be, it's probably not going to be the first thing that you choose, but maybe the second or third thing. So it's going to be a little bit of time, I imagine, before things that you, wherever you start to make those changes are really going to land and be your permanent things, which of course will probably change too. But I would just say, try to get ahead of it instead of reactive to something happening like fertility or a child or a loved one having a reaction to something. And then you're like, oh no, we got to figure out where this reaction is coming from and change all of this or that or whatnot. Um, because it's it's so important. It's not going away. And it's probably even going to be coming worse on the other side. I feel like they're becoming more and more polarized as far as the toxic things are becoming more toxic and the non-toxic things are, you know, there's more and more on the market that are available to people, which is great. Right. So when you say the five R's, what are the R's? Well, the first one is kind of a little bit of a two for a part, but I always tell people, you got to recognize that this is, this is an important part and that a lot of the things, if you haven't made this a, you know, a a priority in your life or haven't really tackled this subject before, um, you kind of need to recognize it and then just release it. Cause some people will really beat themselves up of, you know, I even remember when I was really struggling and I was having multiple miscarriages, you know, you're so desperate to find an answer for why things are happening. And I, you know, that's actually how I started thinking, is it because of this skin cream? You know, is it because of this, you know, and my husband was like, no. Mm -hmm. And he was right. Of course, like that one thing was not causing it, but it was contributing to a body that just wasn't able to function optimally. Uh, And so just kind of to recognize it and then just release it. Like you got to let it go. You can't change the past. You can only make efforts um, from now on. And then the second one, of course, is going to be research. And people are different with research. Some people like, you know, your personality, what what drives you? Is it something that you want to dig in and do all that research yourself? Um, some people love it, but some people don't like that. So if you can find people that you trust, you know, different people in our, in our, um, wellness world that you trust that do this for a living and and have done the research for you to trust them, then that's a great way to do it too. So you can find those resources, you can find those recommendations to be able to make those changes in a way that feels good to you. And then third, kind of like we were talking before, is just rank 
you know, what, what, how are you going to tackle this? Um, does it, like I said, room by room or just what things are priority to you? If you're just affecting, you know, just affecting yourself or is it affecting your whole family, that kind of thing, trying to figure out from there and then remove the top offenders. You know, when I, when I work with people, I usually say, the first thing I would love for you to change is your deodorant. You know, if you wear deodorant or if you're wearing antiperspirant, you know, please go for a clean one because of the location of it, um, right by the lymph nodes and everything like that, and how many can be really toxic to the body. And that's one that you can usually, you know, attack for yourself and other people in your family, and it makes a positive difference. So, you know, removing those big ones first. And what's your favorite clean deodorant? I like to ask everybody this. You know, <laughs> it's so funny because... I have three, three okay. that, I, that I really, really like and recommend to people. It's so funny because deodorants are one of those that I feel are so personal to people. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you think it's going to be perfect, some people, like, they not say react, but just doesn't feel good or they don't feel like it's a good match. Um, I do like Primally Pure makes a great one. Um, I like it because it... For me, that's the one I probably use the most. It's it's very smooth when you rub it on. Some of them kind of can get like, you know, hard or sticky. And then um, I also like Beauty Counter has one and then a company called Just Ingredients. And theirs, all theirs don't have baking soda. So people that have any issues with baking soda, those are usually the three I say. Give those a try and see if you can find one that works there. Awesome. Great. And then, of course kind of like we just said, you're going to replace the things. And it's different for everybody, like we said. So, you know, I, you know, I don't want people to get in a panic. Like you have to throw everything out right now and try to replace everything all at once. But, you know, if you can do some of those top ones first, and then as you run out of things, look for a safer replacement and make it a little bit of an easier process on everybody. Um, That's an easy way to do it, I would say. And then just a bonus R, I would say that last R is just restoration. Because really what it comes down to, everybody's everybody's ability to manage toxins is different. You know, for some people, they can take all of them and they don't seemingly have a tipping point. And for some people, their bodies are super, super sensitive, you know. And so we just, we just don't really know. But I always kind of think of it as a decluttering of your, of your body, right. you know, rid of all the junk that you don't need. And it's amazing. The body's, the body has such a powerful ability to heal and function as it should. And when you remove all that junk that you don't need, it's amazing, you know, what's able to happen. Yes. I, I think also the fact that when we're making these changes for something that is not seen, right? So we're changing the deodorant, let's say, but we don't really see the difference of what it's making in our body. And that, as you mentioned, is an easy one because of the location and the lymph nodes and all of those things. And it's people have said that it could be directly related to breast cancer and things for women. But knowing that just being at ease with the overall knowing that it is better for your body. You may not see the difference. You may not feel the difference, but there's facts to all of these chemicals that have been shown to cause issues in different ways or animals or whatever it may be. And so just to have that peace of mind knowing that somewhere, somehow it is, you're making a good decision for yourself, right? It's just like Mm -hmm. eating organic food too, you know, like we don't see or necessarily feel the difference all the time when we eat organic, but we know what it means to have what the pesticides are and what the chemicals are that we're ingesting. So just kind of 
do a little bit of research to know that you are doing a better thing for your family and for yourself and whatnot, even if you don't have some sort of reaction or whatnot. It's, Mm -hmm. it is, it's proven out there that these things are not good for you and we want to remove them for you. Right. There is a study and of course I'm going to botch it a little bit, but it was done on some younger girls. So maybe like some teenage girls and they removed a lot of the kind of well-known toxins, endocrine disruptors that were in their personal care products. And so I'm thinking along the lines of like a parabens or phthalates, that kind of thing. And they tested, and when they tested them in three days' time, their levels dropped like over 50% of what they had had, you know, before that. And I always like that study, and so I should memorize it better. <laughs> but just to be able to show that, like, you, it actually does not take very long for your body to have such a drastic difference by right. just making those little changes. Right. No, that's that's great to note because I, I'm I'm very data driven. So anything like that that can say, you know, I might not be testing my blood in three days to see how that's changing, but there is a study that it that did do that and they showed the difference in somebody else. So that's very cool. Thank you for sharing that. So let's shift gears a little bit into I know I read that you are a military wife, maybe I think ex military now. Um, yes. And entrepreneur and whatnot. And so how how did that transition go for you to creating your business and creating the the life that you have right now as a wellness expert? Well, when I first met my husband, um, I was living in Nashville and working in the music industry and thought that, you know, I had had my whole life on track. And then I met him and everything, you know, kind of veered sideways. And he told me he was in the military and he flew fighter jets. And I'm, I think I said something like, well, that's nice. Like I had no idea what any of that lifestyle was. So then when we moved, we got married and moved in the middle of one of his um, PCSs, which is just a permanent change of station. We moved to this tiny town in Florida and like, I couldn't find a job to save my life. And I was like, what am I going to do? You know, we're going to be moving every three years. And I actually went, that's when I became a Pilates instructor for the first time. So over 20 years ago, just thinking, okay, I can take this everywhere I move, whether that's working for somebody else or opening my own studio, which I did along the way. But then we eventually moved to Alaska. Wow. And like all these opportunities kind of got pulled away from me. I just didn't have the opportunity to work in person anymore. And so kind of, you know, kicking and screaming, I finally said, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll step into this um, online world. But, and then on the personal note from that, as I mentioned, I'd really battled secondary infertility. I had seven miscarriages in between my two boys for mm-hmm. no real medical, at least they weren't able to find any medical reason for why they were happening. Um, and so that was when I just kind of started to take things into my own hands and change my life with my diet and products and everything like that. And ended up having that second baby without, you know, really having to do anything from a medical intervention standpoint. And so I was very silent. I didn't want to tell anybody about that. When my baby turned one is when I finally kind of wrote something and said, you know, this is everything that we went through. And people, you know, when you, when you go through something that is challenging like that, and you seemingly come out on the other side of it, um, successfully, people want to know what you did. How did you do it? Because they want to, they want to do the same thing. And I just never really felt fully equipped to be able to counsel people on that. So that's when I actually went back to school to, uh, for nutritional therapy, and some other courses and, and really kind of stepped into this world to try to help people with all of that. And 
um, and just figured out, oh no, this all this time, this is actually what I'm supposed to be doing. Amazing. I feel like that that is such a common theme with coaches that I coach and people that I talk to every day that 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 pain turns into your purpose. And sometimes it's, you know, really far in the rearview mirror. I spoke to a woman today who's in FCA and she, I think her youngest is 10 and she went through IVF as well. And she's like, I'm only now realizing that all the pieces are coming together of this is where and I'm supposed to be to help people who are going through it. And it, I think just keeping that awareness of all the aspects of what we go through in our lives, like you saying, moving to a small town in Florida and then Alaska, like those, even those experiences for like sound so scary to me. Like I think I would die in places <laughs> like that, you know, <laughs> but having gone through it yourself, you could probably help the next person to say like, this right. is how you manage it. This is how it goes. And like all the things we go through in our lives, how trivial they may seem to us, you become kind of that expert in that way. And then I, like you, I'm always very a big proponent of educate yourself in that to give yourself that leg up of whether it's being certified or going back to school or whatever it may be, just to to solidify that to give yourself even more that confidence as you're stepping into that as an entrepreneur in a new role. So, did you find that transition to after school and kind of starting your own thing to be what you thought it was? I mean, I think if people who have online businesses and um, blogs and all that stuff, if you knew exactly what it entailed, you wouldn't do it. Because <laughs> it's like, you know, you're, the ignorance really is bliss because you just think, you know what, I like to write and I like to do this. So I'll, I'll do, you know, exactly. not really maybe the intricacies of everything that is involved. Yeah. But I think that's a blessing, to be honest. And it was overwhelming and rewarding at the same time. Um, because I just really felt like I never had a question that this, that I was on the wrong path. Like, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And I really, you know, coming out of that phase of life, it's funny to look back on it because I, before, um, I kind of stepped into that role, I feel like I was a really different person. Um, and now I feel like I am more me like this is the real me and it took all of that it took all of that crawling through the trenches time to really to really be who I feel like I'm called to be um, and so much of me changed it's just really funny not not to say like the deep core of me is different but just little things that have just really you know I just have less fear or insecurity about that I'm able to just kind of step into it that's great I think that happens with time and changes as mm -hmm. well, right? Of where we feel like we're mo more in alignment with something or not. And I, I would say too, you may, like when you did your Pilates, I'm sure you felt really in alignment with that. And that was your thing and felt really good about that. And then as you change and evolve, and I'm sure part of that knowledge around the body and everything helped you with your nutrition too, when you went down that road. So I think it's just such a good reminder for people who are listening that feel into what lights you up and where where you feel aligned. And it may not be as easy as you think, but also when you think about it, if it gets you excited and lights you up and that's your kind of validation that you are where you're meant to be. 
and don't give up on it because it's not always easy because you're learning about funnels and all the things you never thought you would need to know. But at the end of the day, if it's something that you love and serving other people and, and showing up in that way, then it will all be worth it. And there's always other people to help you out along the way too, if you're struggling with something, but. Right. I feel it's funny because actually right now I feel like, you know, my um, second son is 10. That's over a decade of like, since all that stuff kind of happened. And now I feel like I'm kind of, there's parts of my business that are transitioning because I'm in a different phase of life. Right. I'm starting to, you know, like still in the same wellness realm, but now I'm, you know, I'm almost 50 and all the hormonal and crazy stuff that goes on with that. I have an 18 year old who's about to go to college in a few weeks and that's a whole different, you know, kind of thing. And so now I just have more experiences to kind of, you know, add to it. But yeah. because the beauty of having a business like this or creating your own business is it, it can change. Right. There are no rules and your life is going to change. And there's going to be pieces and parts of it that kind of take a different turn, but they all add to it. Yes, absolutely. So how can people find out more about you and what you're doing and your services? Yeah, I am online. Um, my online persona is My Well-Balanced Life. And so I have a website under that. So it's mywellbalancedlife.com. That's also my Instagram handle, which is probably where I am the most, but I'm also on Facebook and Pinterest. Um, but if you go to my website, if any of the stuff with the toxins is something that resonates with you, I've got some free resources on there in terms of top ingredients to avoid or top 10 products to swap out or you know, a cleaning guide and then even a guide that'll really walk you through the whole thing if that's something that you really wanna tackle. Amazing. I love convenience and I love being told what to do in these situations. Like when you said earlier, like find the expert that can, that you trust to do the research. That is me all the way. I, I don't have the time to be looking into all these things. I kind of find somebody that I know is on the same plane as I am. And I'm like, what, what are they doing? I'm going to trust that whatever they're doing is good. And I'm going to go for that. So it's the same you. way business, right? When you yes. outsource the things where you're like, oh, I know I'm not going to be good at that. I need help with that. Exactly. Same exactly. thing. Well, thank you for your time today. And thank you for sharing all of your amazing knowledge and your story of how you got to where you are. And we will be heading to your website to find lots more information. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Creation Innovation Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify for free episodes and subscribe to the Creation Innovation Podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you choose to get your podcast. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening for a chance to receive a special gift. Yes, we actually do send out gifts. It's my favorite thing to do. So visit us at elizabethking.com backslash creation innovation for more information on how to enter. Every review counts and we are so grateful. You can follow me at the official Elizabeth King on Instagram or TikTok. Until next time.